0: Mackenzie Johnston with Cattle News Central, bringing you your March 31st cattle industry headlines brought to you by AgRisk Advisors. They provide risk management programs to livestock producers all across the West. Whether you are concerned about price or weather risk, AgRisk Advisors, they are here to help. With current day market fluctuations, you and I both know there is nothing more important than locking in a price floor on your cattle. So if you would like to learn more about an LRP, go ahead and reach out to an advisor today. Also sponsored by American Beef Producer Magazine. They offer in-depth articles on a wide variety of topics within our industry. They feature award-winning photography and so much more within their publication. If you would like to learn a little bit more about the magazine, maybe check out some of their recent issues, all you got to do is click on the American Beef Producer link above in the caption. That's going to take you over to their Facebook page where you can do all of that. American Beef Producer Magazine, guiding beef producers for over 25 years. And finally, Camel Cattle Company. They are a guest consigner of the 18th annual Buy the Beef Bull Sale hosted by JAS Red Angus. The sale is going to be on April 5th up in Nipahua, Manitoba. They're going to be offering some of the very best Red Angus bulls around. These bulls are the right kind. They're stout, they're hairy, they're good-footed. They are also bred and fed to go out and work. If you'd like to learn more about Camo Cattle Company or if you'd like to check out the sale catalog, head on over to camocattle.com. So Drovers has reported more on the updated cattle price discovery bill. Basically, they uh, have just reported on where additional cattle and ag organizations, groups, where they stand on the bill. And to start off with, I have to apologize. Yesterday, I should have included USCA in my update. The United States Cattlemen's Association, obviously, they are fully behind this bill. They are all about um, supporting mandatory cash trade minimums. They played a large part in putting this bill together. And I commend them and everyone that worked on this bill. They did a great job with that. So the National Farmers Union, their president, Rob LaRue, said rampant consolidation in the cattle industry has made fair pricing in the cattle market increasingly opaque. In order for farmers and ranchers to bargain effectively with packers, they need, to, they need access to reliable, accurate pricing information. LaRue believes the bill would shine light on the cattle market and bring about greater fairness. And then Nebraska cattlemen, they also stand behind this bill. President Brenda Moshik said that until price discovery participation is better valued at all points in the supply chain, live cattle market price negotiation will continue to, de- to decrease until there is little to no negotiated trade left and outside markets will be relied upon for price determination. And then as I touched on yesterday for once in a very long while. Both NCBA and RCAF, they are standing on the same side of the fence opposing this bill. Ethan Lane had a few thoughts on why their organization is opposing this bill. And as we all know, Lane, he is the vice president of government affairs for NCBA. He said there there has been overwhelming feedback in opposition to a cash mandate, and this bill would ensure that every single producer in the country selling fat cattle would be subject to a business-altering government directive. Lane believes that the sponsors of this bill have strayed from the wishes of the majority of cattle producers across the country. It would be best for these senators to finally consider the perspectives of all of those who this bill would impact, not just those in their own backyard, said Lane. And of course, we do not need to go over why RCAF opposes this bill. We have done that a few too many times. So Feedstuffs reported on Monday that President Biden released an ag budget top line of $31.3 billion, an estimated $2.6 billion increase in fiscal year 2022 compared to 2021. The budget focuses on climate, nutrition, more and better markets, equity, and reinforcing improved forest management. If you really look at the details of this bill, it for the most part, it focuses around climate change which is a little scary in my opinion. The budget proposes $1.8 billion in funding to address climate change across private working ag land. The budget proposes one, excuse me, it proposes $1 billion to support agricultural producers and landowners to undertake conservation and climate smart practices on their ag lands. The budget proposes $127 million for the Ag Research Service for Clean Energy Research, $109 million for climate science, as well as $18 million for climate adaption and resilience, and $2 million for USDA's climate hubs. To make sure everyone understands climate science, the budget proposes allocating $18 million for climate smart ag ag practices implementation. According to budget officials, the Agricultural Marketing Service could receive an additional $10 million for the enforcement and oversight of the Packers and Stockyards Act. These funds would help implement and enforce the Gypsum rules. The USDA plans to come out with three different rules to encourage competition and fair ca- and, and fair markets in livestock sectors in fiscal year 2023. I'd also like to remind everyone that Circle Five Cow School, they are also a sponsor of this update. So if you would like to learn how to pre-check your own cows or start AIing, Circle Five Cow School, they're the way to go. Almost every week, they are hosting classes somewhere between Texas and Tennessee. If you'd like to check out their schedule, head on over to circle5cowschool.com. That is the number five in there. Or if you'd like, you can just go ahead and give them a follow on Facebook. So Drovers has reported that this week, a federal judge in Denver declared a second mistrial after a jury deadlocked over whether 10 chicken company execs had conspired to fix prices. This is the U.S. Department of Justice's second failed attempt to prove price fixing among chicken industry executives. The first mistrial ended in December of last year. This most recent mistrial came to an end on Tuesday of this week when jurors said they were unable to reach a verdict after four days of deliberations. The 10 executives had worked for Pilgrim's Pride, Purdue Farms, Claxton Poultry, Tyson, Koch Foods, Case Farms, and George's Incorporated. The DOJ claimed that the executives engaged in a continuing combination and conspiracy to suppress and eliminate competition by rigging bids and fixing prices and other price-related terms for broiler chicken products sold in the U.S. for eight years. The executives had faced up to 10 years in prison and $1 million in fines if they would have been convicted. The U.S. government has said that it will seek a third trial, but if they do, Judge Brimer, the judge presiding over this case, he'll demand an explanation from the head of the DOJ's antitrust division as to why they would do such a thing. The two mistrials in this case suggest the difficulty in government efforts to police competition in food markets. And finally, I'd like to report that on Wednesday... Congressman Lance Gooden, a Republican from Texas, and Ro Khanna, a Democrat from California, introduced legislation that would require the U.S. Secretary of Ag and U.S. Trade Representative to reinstate empool for beef. This legislation in the House joins its companion effort already introduced in the Senate, the American Beef Labeling Act of 2021. That is all I have for you guys this morning. That is all I have for you guys this week. I hope you guys are staying warm. It was quite chilly here on Wednesday. Uh, Got a little bit of rain, a little bit of snow, um, but my goodness, 20 degrees never felt so chilly. You guys have yourself a wonderful rest of your week. Great weekend. I'll see you next week.